Alright guys, you're very welcome along to Heartlines, this is episode 32. Now this episode, because it's coming close to Christmas, I thought I'd focus on Irish people who are local to me abroad. And I have Dean Grinney on, line, on the line. How are you doing, Dean? Alright, alright. Good stuff. Um, so Dean, whereabouts do you live now? Where, where do you live yourself? Right, I'm in uh, I'm in California, but I'm not in one of the bigger cities like your LA's or your San Fran's. I'm actually in between both of them. Okay. So it's like two and a half hours to San Fran, and it's the same again, going in the other direction to LA. It's... Uh, Closer to like Bakersfield or, or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Where whereabouts are you from originally? Like where you're close to Talas, you're what your fur house is it? Um yeah, well yeah, I lived in Fur House from the time I was five. I actually lived up in Kenneth Garden until I was five. Okay. And we came down and we were in Fur House then after that. But um but all my memories are of, of Fur House. I can't yeah. really remember a whole lot from up in Kenneth Garden. So were you studying here or before you before you you ended up going over to the States? Yeah, no, I was at DBS, Dublin Business School, and I was actually working for uh, an accounting firm, KBMG, big big accounting firm in town, working sort of their records department. But it was great. I mean, it was it was a laugh. It was fairly laid back. It was chill. I mean, it's it's Ireland, so I mean, yeah. you don't really have to put your hood on the gas. It's a great place to work, and it was good people. Um, so I was working there, and they get a lot of uh, sort of temps. They use a lot of temp agencies. Yeah. And um I, I was able to pick up on a, an American accent when I went on one of the floors dropping off Kennedy accents or whatever. And um, KPMG, what they would do is at the end of every sort of quarter or whatever, they'd send you out and they'd be like, you did a great job, you know, go out, piss or whatever. And so they, they were doing one of those end of quarter things. And, you know, the Yank was out, was able to hear her through the crowd or whatever. And I was like, hang on. Yeah. I went over and I talked to Wager and uh, she moved over to England because she was on a six month in Dublin. Or six okay. months in Ireland, and then she was going to do a year in England. Yeah. And uh, sure, I followed her over to England then, and I lived, we lived there for two years, and then we came back over here. So where in England did you live for two years? Newcastle. Oh. Newcastle upon time, yeah. That's <laughs> some spot. Why you have up there and get up there, <laughs> magic spot. Freezing, but it's magic. I've only been there once. Uh, I look, the, new, the Newcastle people are, are very hearty, hearty people. They're lovely people, you know what I mean? And uh, I like. did you go to see Newcastle when you sport Newcastle whilst you were there? No, well, I'm a I'm a Liverpool fan through and through, but I did actually visit the stadium twice, and uh, I got a game in one of the times I went over there. Uh, the town just comes to it like an absolute standstill. It's like a Dublin game, like the day, like obviously the day that's in it, you yeah. get the six in a row. But yeah. Newcastle, any any week, every single week they have a home game, the town is just swarming yeah. with people. It's madness. But, I mean, it's 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 a measure of the of the Geordie fans. I mean, they, they do. They come out in mass for their <laughs> team, and and it's a big deal for them. Yeah. Now, so you said you, you what you met you met your missus in Dublin, and then you moved over to England, and then she she, she dragged you over to the states. Is is she from California yeah. herself? She's from here. Yeah. She she wanted to come back here. Um, yeah. She couldn't do with the cold weather. They came back here, and I can't do the heat. The heat in the valley is stupid. <laughs> like it gets up to 110, 115 Fahrenheit. So like mid forties Celsius. Yeah. And oh, I born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wear I, I wear sun cream indoors, yeah. and I'm still getting sunburned. Yeah, I'd say it is. I, I, that's the thing. I, I'm, I wasn't much for the the heat. I remember I was, uh, I had a, I don't know, a J one student visa in San Diego, and mm. they had me outdoors like cleaning tables. Somehow I ended up like um, just working on the cashier, and they had the air conditioning. You need it, aircon, man. Everywhere you need aircon in your car. Yeah. You need it like in in, yeah. in your work workplace. If you don't have aircon, you're pretty much screwed. You know. You're finished. Yeah, without aircon, you can't do it really. Yeah. Um, and people will just go shopping. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. there's all obviously aircon in the big supermarkets or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, and you just walk around <laughs> like you're lost for two or three hours. 
So uh, how did you, what year did you move over to the States? Uh, it was May 2010. So I've been here 10 years now. Um, wow. Sort of feels weird. Yeah. Look at it like that. I mean, I talk to people enough from home. I will be talking to someone at home every day, pretty much. Um, I still feel very attached to home. It's still, I, I still use the term home when I'm speaking about it. Yeah. Even though I'm here, you know, my kids is here, my family's here. So, I mean, obviously the term home should be synonymous with, you know, where where you make your life. But yeah. Ireland is a, it's a different, it's a different place. And uh, I mean, one of our, one of our main exports down the years has been people. Yeah. But uh, we always have that affinity for home and always, you know, sort of uh, yearn for, yearn for it and pine for it, you know? Yeah. The thing is like, it's like, it's the music, it's the, well, not the food. I think if you look at like, if you know, like continental food, like even the States, they have a lot more diversity. Like our classical mm-hmm. yeah. foods is like, you know, cabbage yeah. and bacon and box tea and all this kind of stuff, you know? We don't really yeah. bring that well to the world, but we bring Guinness and all and whiskey and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah. it's the music and the stories of, of, of old but even 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 ireland is changing like 10 years you've been gone 10 years so dublin has changed mm-hmm. ireland's changing a lot it's more it's more yeah. diverse you know than it, than it used to be you know um well, but, yeah i agree i was home last november and i was yeah. seeing a lot of that just in little things i was looking around yeah um yeah no it's, it's definitely an evolving evolving place because i mean i was what i was born in the 80s the early 80s coming up in ireland compared to now i mean it's it's chalk and cheese it's oh, a completely it different place but yeah 10 years even 10 years a lot has happened in 10 years and i mean it's all it's all good i mean i tell people over here because i'm i'm in the valley so yeah. it's uh, predominantly hispanic seasoning seasoning for the irish people to solve them bleeding pepper we put salt and pepper oh yeah put some salt and pepper on yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah they're over here they're like you want some guacamole you want some salsa you want this sauce you want the yeah. hot sauce i'm like yeah. oh now where's some salt and pepper right yeah. Yeah, yeah. The red sauce. Oh, red, no. You can't say red sauce over here. You can't say red sauce. No. So they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah no. You can't do that. You can't get away with it. And brown sauce for your steak, that doesn't work either. But there's Things so like much. That just don't travel, I guess. <laughs> there's so much choice though in food. Like, I remember, like, oh my goodness, they have the A to Z of, of or A to Z or whatever. Z or Z. I don't know what you say over in the States, but basically the A to Z or whatever <laughs> of like of food, of food places, you know, like Applebee's and, you know, was it uh, in Out Burger? Oh, geez. That's, that's the fast food. I'm sure there's, there's good quality food as well but you know what i mean it's uh it's crazy you know now when you moved over 10 years ago yeah. that was you know your your now wife was it was it your wife then your girlfriend at the time or what what was it um, we were still we were still just the girlfriend at the time we got mm. married when we were actually in england and then when we came back to america yeah no she was she was the missus then yeah and um, yeah by then it was so then we started all that green card because the green card stuff is bleeding a headache it's expensive not just you know sort of from a money standpoint but time takes yeah. Forever to get for like, and they literally point to comments. They'd be asking all sorts of questions. They'd be asking you, like, they do interviews on you and then on her. Or do you know her favorite color? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, Did they ask you about American history or, or is that for you going for the citizenship? That's the citizenship, yeah. They they make you take like this crazy test that effectively is the the high school equivalency level of, uh, of American history, and then um, you have to pass it to get. To get your citizenship but i don't know where i'm at with that as far as because i had one green card and i just upped it re-upped it and renewed it because of the mm. last 10 years but the american citizenship i think i have to like get rid of the irish one like hand in the irish passport to get the american one i'm, I'm on the fence about that because i mean yeah that, that's a lot for me to do sort of from there yeah an emotional standpoint you're like okay i'm giving up the thing that i know yeah. and i'm like what's this cost here you know uh, you got the wife you got kids as well now over there yeah, I got four little boys. They keep oh me on my, my goodness! Taking years on my life. 
Yeah. Yeah. Your, your good friend Killian was telling me he's over there. Oh, we won't talk about those stories. But he said, "Oh, look, you you you, you had your hand full, hands full over there a little bit, you know, at the moment." What what yeah. age are you? Killian likes to talk to me. Uh, ten, eight, five, and three. Jeez, man, yourself. Two years between them. All. How do you uh, keep the Irishness, or how do you uh, like uh, bring your culture, your your traditions to your family now? Because you know you're in the states, and, and there is all that going on. How do you kind of bring the Irishness um, to your? To California yourself. It's, it's certainly hard because when you're not at home, well, like when you're not in Ireland, it's 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 it's, it's difficult to maintain it to, to keep the level of consistency. Yeah. I teach the boys some Irish sayings maybe, uh, because they get away with saying bollocks it's they... quicker than they get away with saying something else, you know, maybe you know. If you're angry, just say bollocks. No yeah, one's yeah. saying anybody, you're good then, just say bollocks. <laughs> you know? Um so yeah, yeah, one of my sons, you know, he'll get frustrated and he, He'll you start melting out of them, but he says bollocks, and there's not a whole lot they can do about it. You know? yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I try to teach them that the Irish people were very proud people, were very small, little speck on a map, you know. Mm-hmm. But the, Tiny. What, what, what we've put out into the world as far as, uh, you know, just people and, and, and culture is, is it says a lot more than, than the size of us as a map because we've, we've exported a lot of Irish people, like I said, and, and Yanks, which is sort of what we're discussing here. Yeah. On the one hand, on the one hand, they're super. You know, don't don't try to get at them. You know, oh, American fucking Egypt. You know, don't don't try to come at them like that because they get super upset. Yeah. But also their lineage, they're crazy proud about their lineage. Oh, mm. I've got one one percent Irish. You know, my great great granny's dog was Irish. Yeah. You try to take that away from a bloke and you'll stab you. You know, it's a huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's madness. Super proud of their lineage, and I'm like, oh, one percent. Yeah. I bet you yeah. the best one percent though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wild. Uh, yeah. So when you moved over there uh, like 10 years ago, how did you find settling in, like getting work? Was it easy for you to get work or did, did you have connections like through your through your now wife or how did it work? Uh, there was and there wasn't. So basically there was a time frame that I had to sort of sit around in my hands mm-hmm. before uh, sort of some of the connections that she had could dial stuff in and, and, you know, could get a push through HR and, you know, sort of working for a company sort of thing. Yeah. But me, I mean, being Irish, there's no work that I, I feel like I'm above or there's no work like, you know, if I got hands to work and, I, and I'm not feeling sick or whatever and I can do it, I do it. Yeah. So the first job actually I had when I came here was actually working in the fields with harvesting, which is sort of socially considered to be sort of like a below a white person, sort of say. And I'm, I'm not about that bullshit from, yeah, yeah, for yeah. me personally. Yeah. And so uh, I went out and I worked with a lot of Hispanics in the field, got absolutely sunburned. I got a, like a new level of sunburn. <laughs> but I didn't even care because the way I felt was, I'm yeah. here, I'm here to work, I'm not, I don't want any handouts off of nobody, mm. I, I, I want to hit the ground running, so three mm. days after I got off the plane, I was working in a field doing peach season, and then, uh, yeah, with a lot of Hispanic people, salt of the earth, you know, yeah. they were they were sharing their lunch with me, they were teaching me about Hispanic food and culture, and, you know, just these great, great people, and, yeah, I was just working shoulder to shoulder with them, it was a great actual way to start my story in the States, and, I mean, I hadn't looked at it like that at the time, but, yeah, no one owes me nothing here. What, what I get here, I have to earn or I have to I have to make for myself. So that was that was a nice way to start my story, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hispanic people. I I knew a lot of people on the ship and the Hispanic people. Like Latin people. They're very close. They're close knit. They really like treat their own mm-hmm. like their family and they really like look out for each other. And that was good mm-hmm. because when you're away and I, I'm going back to myself when I, when I was away or I was on the ship or or in the UK or whatever and I didn't know anybody. Irish people are not really like that. And well, they can be if you get into communities. We we are nice people, but we keep Keep our distance yeah. a little bit. We probably don't. We probably just a bit too shy to really kind of uh, um, get to know people. But when we get to know people, we really open up. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, so, true, true. It's not as like, uh, you know, we wouldn't take you home to the to the, 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 the family straight away. We'd kind of figure, yeah, we go, is this person legit, you know, like, and then before yeah. we actually commit to you, you know, coming to dinner, you know. But uh, yeah. so, yeah, you took, so, so you started working in, uh, you know, just whatever job you could get just to, just to just fit in. And then how did, mm-hmm. where did it go from there? Like, did you did you look for like a more like a career job, like an office job, or did you want to just do whatever you could do? Um, it was sort of it was sort of necessitated for me the the first son arrived, and it was a case of you know you you got to keep bringing in the money, you got to keep bringing in more, you know. Yeah. So there's a way to bring in even more. You do that again. Um, yeah. So actually, I mean, even currently, I work two jobs. Yeah. I mean, it does, it's great for keeping you out of trouble and keeping you sort of you know going and whatever. Um, but I work one job Monday through Friday for a school district doing technology for them. Yeah. And then on the evenings and the weekends, I come over here and my six phones over here. Yeah. This one is, is sort of laid back. You know, the team is sort of chill and stuff like that. But uh, it does. It keeps you busy. Um, yeah. The job that I had, though, after the fields was um, the one that sort of her connections hooked up for me. And I was uh, fixing printers. Mm. Um, I've always sort of liked technology. You know, I was the... I was the pain and the, the arse in the house that would be taking remote controls apart and putting them back together and they never believe in work again. I was that kid. I'd be in no end of trouble. <laughs> yeah, the remote control would never be working in our house. You had to get up and press the button. But uh, yeah, no, I've always just had this affinity for technology. So I'm sort of in that realm now and I'm sort of climbing that ladder as far as uh, experience and certification and knowledge and all of that. Here go. It's also, I used to think California, like I used to think California was just all about, you know, like the culture was, you know, big place you've got a mix of different people but the music i thought the music was 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 predominantly rap music you know from la but it's not because you're out in our bakersfield country music is big are you, have you picked have you have you adapted to country music a little bit you there's know, like, definitely a diverse yeah. you'll hear anything from you know a bit of bluegrass yeah. uh, to rap yeah. to hispanic music yeah um, <laughs> you know you'll, you'll hear all all, all all manner of stuff it's fairly eclectic in in, in you know much of what you hear is fairly diverse um i've never been sort of stuck in in one type of music i've uh I've been able to bounce from one to the other and go, oh, you know, whoever wrote this song must have, you know, must have been hardcore or whoever, you know, is playing the guitar in this song, man, they must be gifted or, you know, sort of that way. And so I can bounce from one one sort of uh, genre to to the next and, and it doesn't really phase me. But I, I've definitely been privy to, you know, being taken out of my comfort zone, so to speak, with some of the music that I have heard over here. And I've never really judged. I've always been like, oh, that's different. All right, yeah. All right, yeah. Well, it's not usually what I'm used to, but grand, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, I was, was I, I talked about the Irish community. Is there an Irish community uh, that you know of in in your local area or near or near you at all? Not in my local area. Yeah. Uh, there's a load of the boys, a load of the, the Irish crew uh, in San Fran. The, the building game is effectively ran okay. by by the Irish boys up in San Fran, and uh, I know there's a crowd of them actually down in LA as well. So the, the bigger cities, you'd probably be more inclined to find them. The closest I found over here is Scots. And Welsh, one Welsh bloke that I know, and a Scottish bloke that I know, and I kick a ball with them the odd time. Uh, but I haven't found many of the Irish. There's not many Irish around here. You'd be, you'd be lucky to find one if you did. But yeah. And do you? Uh, there's, there's lots of sports and stuff. Do you? Do you get into American sports at all? Or do you have any teams you like? Oh, you've had to. To be honest, I, I, I think to truly assimilate, you you have to sort of know where you're at and know know what you're doing. So. Uh, I sort of migrated a bit from more the rugby background, which was my jam back home. You know, I loved the old rugby and the gas, and I've sort of uh, migrated a little to um, American football and ice hockey. Those would be what I would watch if I was watching it in here, and um, would be those two. And uh, the football, geez, you know, on a Sunday, it's almost as intense as watching the Premier League and you're screaming at the TV, ah, me. <laughs> you know, you're losing your cool. Yeah, similar to that. So I've sort of just tried to 
push that same uh, enthusiasm into that. Still don't know, you know, hundred percent, and I still don't know why they have to go to a commercial break every bleeding five minutes so that they can pick this guy off the field. I'm like, just play around them. Yeah, you get paid yeah. millions of dollars. Let them crawl to the side for God's sake. <laughs> well, that's just where I'm at. No, they are like that. It's it's a lot of American sports is entertainment, so it's all about those mm-hmm. five uh, final minutes or a few seconds, and that's where it really happens. The magic happens, like and mm-hmm. football, I don't think football is going to ever like soccer is going to like I say soccer now, but like you know like actual football, like uh, basically it's not going to be like that. It, there is entertainment there, but it's all about the final few moments. It's the magical moments mm-hmm. where these guys like pay big, big, big money. That's when they show up in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that it's that game changing ability that only you know a certain percentage of them have. Yeah, and that's why they're on. You know stupid money um but yeah certainly there's there's the boys that can do it and there's the boys that can't yeah and i mean for the, for the best part they're all earning the same the same money they're all earning stupid money yeah is there is there many like uh is there irish pubs over your way or is it those american style irish pubs yeah it's definitely the latter and when you said the first one i was like <laughs> <laughs> um yeah they they don't have the crack we have but i don't think yeah I don't think that can truly be uh, exported. I mean, I think you need to get a lot of a lot of rowdy Irish people together, play a few spoons and whatnot, and just let it happen to have the crack. But uh, yeah. there, there is bars that they'll throw an Irish name at, and you might be able to get a bowl of stew ish mm. in it. But, oh, we serve Guinness, and I'm like, all right, pour it. And then they pour it in one, and you're just like, no, that's not Guinness, that's slop. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. poured slop. Mm. I'm not drinking that. And you were saying you were talking about the work ethic. I, I do notice that because when, when I was away, the work my work ethic changed. Like, I went from Ireland, and it's like, yeah, you're working, but when you go away, like to America or, or anywhere else, you're really working. You know, because like you know, there's, <laughs> there's this pressure. You know, there's this like, oh, you know, you know, like like yeah. there's movie movies like Office Space and all that. The boss is on your back all the time. And you just got to do keep the grind on. You know what I mean? It's, it's true. I mean, it definitely is true. I mean, uh, I've heard a saying where uh, in, in Ireland, we we work to live. Yeah. We work to live. And at five o'clock on a Friday, I don't care, you know, what manager it is. The phone is off. I'm looking at the phone going, what's this clown doing calling me after foot? Whereas here, <laughs> yeah. it could be nine o'clock at night and they're like, oh, they might be calling me to have me come in early tomorrow. I better answer. What? <laughs> you know, sort of way. But it, it's definitely different. I know I don't get caught up in it as much because I still have a lot of those sort of Irish tendencies where it's like, nah, I clocked out. I'm done. Good luck. <laughs> phone off. Um, and people know that about me, so they know it's harder to get hold of me after, after I'm done. Because well, that and I, I go to another job, so the expectation yeah. is you're not going to get him because he's somewhere else. Maybe they might call you after the time because they, they they know you're the guy that will fix the problem, you know. So that they'll wait for you to be ready. They won't just go, okay, look, he's off the clock now. We'll give him his time. We'll call him tomorrow morning, yeah. nine to five. You know, if he doesn't answer, yeah, then he's, then he's in trouble. You know, but um, you're right about that. I've yeah. had some calls from a higher up, and they came in as I'm driving into work. I stop by in my office and I'm. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, yes, yeah, so 10 years, man. It's a long time, long time to be away. What do you find with regards uh, being away for, for 10 years? Uh, do you find that uh, you have started to have Americanisms or, or do you find the Irish is kind of still flowing through you, you know? Yeah, um, I, yeah, no, I definitely have seen some of it. I try to, to mitigate it as much as I can, but I mean, I can only do what I can do. Uh, I mean, I, I almost couldn't tell you who the political team is in power at home anymore. Yeah. I know they're politicians, so they're going to be arseholes. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm not up to, I'm not up to par as far as a lot of that is concerned. Mm. Uh, I've, I've sort of, yeah, I've, I've shied away from some of that. Uh, I don't know how the Irish League 
you know, the footy league in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how that's doing. Yeah. I'm hearing Shamrock Rovers are uh, are murdering in it, which is, is good news because I know when I was leaving. But it was weird. I mean, Tallah Stadium. Tallah Stadium was only really, you know, coming in like mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago when yeah. I was checking out. So, I mean, yeah, the, the fact that Shamrock Rovers have dug their feet in there now and they're starting to get the results is, is, is great. Well, I probably haven't kept up with them as much. The gap. It's very hard to keep up with the guy when you're abroad. Uh, I hear it's easier down down in Oz or whatever because mm. you can get some Irish towns down there. Yeah. But it's harder to keep up with that. It's harder to keep up with the rugby. And, and consequently, I mean, I found myself moved to like the hockeys and the, and the American footballs because it's, it's harder to keep that up when you're abroad or when you're not at home yeah. than it would be to, you know. So, yeah, you do find yourself slipping on, on certain things and, and, and then you find yourself sort of evolving. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, sort of, sort of speak, yeah. Yeah, you're you're learning and you're you're getting deemed two point You know, like you in in Ireland, yeah. you'd have a comfort zone in a way. Um, not to like in California, I know there is Hispanic people. You might speak a little bit of Spanish. How just you speak Spanish? At all? I do. Do you? Yeah. Habla español? Yeah, piquito. Oh yeah. Habla yeah. español piquito. Habla no bueno comprende es más. Habla no bueno. Oh, as you do. See, that's the thing because, like, you know, down like San Diego way and, and even up to LA, that like that's a lot of there's a lot of Latin uh, uh, Hispanic migration from Mexico, you know. Because I remember my only time in Mexico, well, I was, I've actually been a few times in Mexico when I was in San Diego and Tijuana. You've been to Tijuana? Oh, no, I know about Tijuana, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was every Wednesday. <laughs> it was messy. Uh, but you're a student, you just do these things. But uh, no, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wasn't there during the day, but um, it, it's right beside, like San Diego's right beside, like, uh, you know, um, Mexico, you know, down the, down the coast mm-hmm. there, you know. But uh, yes, yeah, so the Spanish is a big thing. So, yeah, you know, Spanish, geez, you're doing well. Geez, I, I can barely, yeah, like, ask no. for like, a beer. What is it? Yeah, you know, in oh, oh cerveza. Oh, cerveza. cerveza, yeah, cerveza, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tequila, yeah. <laughs> that's all I got, yeah. But yeah, that's it. Um, so is there much? Is there much a uh, difference like uh, traditions or, or that that you that you celebrate in California that you found that you just w- wouldn't have celebrated over in Ireland? Yeah, no, the Thanksgiving thing was a sh- was a shock to me, and early on, uh, yeah, obviously we don't do Thanksgiving at home. I'm having Christmas dinner in November here. Does, does this mean I have to give up my Christmas dinner in December? Because that's what I'm used to. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. for the first few years, they were doing two Christmas dinners only because, you know, I was like, hang on, I don't want to be giving up no Christmas dinner here, you know. Yeah. If we can have it in November and December, I'm selling them good. Like, but yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. be giving it up. But um, yeah, Thanksgiving was a was a trip to me initially. I didn't really understand it. I, I didn't get the general gist of it because it was foreign to me. I didn't, mm. we, don't, we don't do it. But now I get it. Now I, I have a better understanding of it. And, you know, you go around the table, you say what you're thankful for. And, and I mean, the premise behind it is actually quite nice. I mean, as much as mm. the Irish would be like, ask me, bollocks, just let me, you know, sort of, you know, eat me grub here. Let me be yeah. happy. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I can understand it, it a lot more now than I maybe would have initially. Um, and we've, the boys, the boys are, the boys are American. Like, they're, mm. they've been home once oh, like really? they froze to death uh, when they did come yeah it was brutal weather like the br- weather was shocking it was raining it was freezing yeah. cold ah, look you're not going to get the weather back. over here that's the thing like that's what you find a lot of people from even like you know Spain Portugal Brazil South America even California come over to Ireland and the weather's probably not going to be a cup of tea and it might be yeah. it might be a deal breaker. You might be like, oh, I don't know about the weather because the people are, are great and 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 the quality of life is quite good. Uh, mm-hmm. Cost of living, uh, really expensive. I think it was eleventh. I think it was eleventh most expensive city in Europe outside of London, uh, Vienna, place like that. But 
still. It's the weather when you're coming back on the dollar though. When you're coming home yeah. on the dollar, the yeah. dollar's worth nothing. <laughs> I'm like, hang on, how much is that? Was it seven quid for a sandwich and a coke? Uh, oh man, that's a tenner. That's ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a big, it's, it's a big exchange. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's it is it's it's relative because like everything's expensive in Ireland. It's a small place, but like I think in California, it's it's quite inexpensive. For, or is it expensive to live in California? It, it, it sort of depends. Like in the bigger mm. cities, stuff would be would be more expensive in a store. Like you walk into a store and you buy a loaf of bread yeah. in your LA's or your San Fran's, you're paying two or three quid for it. Yeah. Whereas you walk into the right stores in, you know, Fresno or whatever, where I'm at, you know, walk into the right store, here you get one for, you know, you know, one to two dollars, yeah. which is yeah. a lot cheaper. But the thing that fried my brain, like one of the worst things, one of the hardest ways to acclimatize, when you get to, to the to till, and you're checking out back home, you can almost figure it out in your head. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then you get there and you have your two quid out. You yeah. have your two dollars $2 out. You're ready to go. Here, I have your two quid out ready to go. And they'll be like, that's 260. I'm like, hang on. No, no, man. Go, go again. Oh, yeah. I did I did the sum. It's the tax. They hit yeah. you with the tax when yeah. they get up there. And you're like, no. <laughs> that one it? took me a while to get used to. Does it have a low tax or high tax? Was it 8%, 10% or what is it? We're at 8.25, I think, now for the, for the local one. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe New York yeah. is like is the highest, but California is not. The, it's not the highest, but still, it's it does hit you. You're like because you go in with a two euro coin into like the Londis or a Centre or whatever, and you'd go mm-hmm. there, you are, and you're like happy. But in the states, the taxes added on top, and you're like, oh, you need to have an accountant by your side just to make make some sort of transaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or that, one, you go, that one I still do. I still do yeah. that. Like I'll be getting to the top, I'll be like, all right, I've done the match. I'm looking yeah. at about ten or looking at about ten quid. Yeah. Oh, that'll be eleven sixteen. You're like. So random. <laughs> yeah, you've lots of pennies or or, or cents that lying around and all yeah. sorts. But uh, yeah, that, that was a culture shock. Yeah. That was a huge culture shock. That was the size of the lane. I mean, you you've been in San Diego. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you don't know the parking spaces. You could park a boat uh, in the parking spaces <laughs> compared yeah. to the ones at home. Yeah, and then the lanes on the yeah. lanes on the on the, the motorway. You could probably get about six cars into one lane. Back home, you have to be like a master driver to get them in one lane. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because they have all those big trucks over here. You know, the big, the big trucks that they all love to drive over here. They're so uh, massive. Yeah, yeah. The, the lanes are huge. <laughs> the freeways, yeah. So, do you live yeah. in a do you live in a big city or or is it a smaller town or is is it kind of like a like a Tala or a Fresno oh, yeah. sort of thing? No, Fresno. Fresno is considered probably top five in the state. Fresno's Fresno's the bigger one, yeah. I mean, obviously, your Sacramento is bigger than us. San Fran is bigger than us. Yeah. L.A. is bigger than us. Um, some other sort of superficial one might you might get before us, but we're bigger than Bakersfield by miles. Yeah, we'd be yeah we'd be way up there. Yeah. Now Fresno. So like, I don't know. I don't know about Fresno. Tell me, tell me some some local history about Fresno. Or what, what what's Fresno known for? Uh, Killian likes to say that it. It's it's known for a TV show that it was on uh, about being the meth capital of the world, and I'm like, really, Kilo? That's that's lovely, that is. And um, no, <laughs> okay, it, yeah, yeah, it's right next to uh, like the the raisin, you know, raisins. Yeah, oh, the the sun, the sun made uh, the the red box sun-made. things. Yep. Yeah, sun made raisin. Sun made. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. That's us. That's so, us. Yeah. So it's quite rural, is it? So is it a lot, lot of um. So, so it's kind of, of it's, it's kind of like the countryside here in Ireland, is it? So is it, it's quite well. Yeah, accepted. there's loads of farming yeah. um, in and around it. Loads of it. Random shapes and all. They're all like just massive, you know. Just yeah. going for it, going for it. And it's the same in cities. The way the cities are designed, yeah. it's all on these little squares. Yeah. Yeah. 
oh, it's it's Third Street and Eleventh, and you're like, what? <laughs> so like when we give people directions at home, we were like, oh, do, do you know Browns Bar? Do you know yeah. Browns Bar? Okay, well you go up the road from Browns Bar, and then you yeah. have a right, right. Yeah, Whereas yeah. here you're like, oh, you want to go to Third and Eleventh Street? It's on the southwest corner. I'm like, southwest corner? How am I doing southwest here? Which is south and which is west? Yeah. That, they do that over here, and I'm like, yeah, no, just, I'm lost. I'm gone. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, do you ever keep up for any anything like uh, TV wise or like uh, or in Ireland happening or or you just all clued into whatever like PBS or CBS or ABC or whatever is over in the states? Yeah, no, at home there's there's certain things at home I'll miss. Uh, mm. Sort of nostalgia, really. Like yeah. the toy show, the toy yeah. show that they had a few weeks ago. Man, did you if watch I it? could put my feet up and watch it. I would have looked. No, I didn't get to watch it. But oh, I'm watch in. it, man! It's uh, it's a oh, it's it was because all the kids came in, okay, and were social distance. A lot of the kids were like Billy Barry kids, you know, they're all kind of stage hands. So they're all like, you know, they're all like really good at acting and stuff like that. But a lot of them are just like mm-hmm. kids from off the street and just picked, you know, randomly. They had me, <laughs> they had me, they had me in knots. I was like, oh man, because of Christmas is for the kids, you know, like, you know, I don't remember, remember your, like, what, what's your me- memories of Christmas when you're growing up? Do you remember when you're getting up in the morning, you couldn't sleep, you know, you come down yeah, the you're stairs. Getting- Stupid o'clock, stupid o'clock. Yeah. Your, your parents are like, You're in the bed, it's only four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you and then we're dying to get out on the road at like, like half seven or eight o'clock, you yeah. know, so you could show all your mates, Oh, look what I got, it's my bike. <laughs> yeah, eight <laughs> o'clock in the morning, you're freezing cold, you don't care, you just want to get out and show off your voice. <laughs> or the rechargeable battery. Do you remember getting the remote control with the rechargeable batteries? Do you ever get them? <laughs> the battery lasted about five minutes and then you were back in the door. You have to put them, you have to charge them up. You're like, oh, oh I have to, I have to go wait to play my toy, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the toy show this year, man, was, was, uh, I was, it was a mo- You watch it, man. Watch it. Make sure your kids watch it. And I say, okay, they're all into the American lifestyle and they're all like all into whatever like is going on in America. And there's no, I don't think it's a toy show in the States, but there's yeah. no toy show per se. And it, it's just a uniquely nope. Irish thing, just like, like the, the Rose Chalet sort of thing. It's very, it's just uniquely Irish. And it's, uh, yeah, this year was a special one because they're raising, they made six million or something for like, uh, just for children's charities. Crazy. No, fa- no, no, yeah, no audience, no nothing. It was just like, what, you know, just people just, again, people like yourself all over the world, uh, you know, Canada, America, whoever, Australia, they, they were Irish people or Irish diaspora looking in, watching this show and going, that's, we're be proud of this because it was just, it's been a special year, you know, like, have you had much of a lockdown or California? It was in lockdown or what, what, what went on? Yeah, man, they've been doing it here. Um, mm. So, the, the missus, she's a teacher. Okay. Um, she, she's been doing the teaching jam. I work for the school district as well. So I was lucky enough where I could do working from home. But I say lucky in, you know, a loosely put term so far as some families didn't have that luxury. Well, mm. I was sitting at home with the boys and, uh, you know, trying to keep them on their, their uh, Zoom classes. I mean, the parents that are at home doing that, they deserve a Nobel Peace Prize because keeping your inner yin and yang in check when the boys aren't on Zoom and they're on everything bleeding else. Yeah. I mean, how they have found ways to best attack. I'm blocking stuff every other day and they're, they're coming out and going, hey, daddy, look at this game. I'm like, mm. every other day they're coming out with a different game that I, they found ways to get into. And it's frying me brain, but I mean, I've got to give them props for pointing out ways to get around what I've been blocking. But yeah, yeah sitting at home, I mean, the corona has has not been good to, to mental health, people's mental health yeah. um, as a whole. I think a lot of people have been suffering and I, and I don't think it gets talked about enough. No. Um, I, know, I know a lot of people have lost jobs and 
uh, you know, they're, they're broken, all their stamens is gone. God, I love them. I mean, you know, it's, it's horrible, horrible. Uh, you know, and I've been lucky that I haven't, I haven't had a lot that happen, but, um, I mean, the, the implications, I think, aren't going to be fixed by just one vaccine. No. Everyone will be happier and happy again. I think it, there's, there's a lot of stuff that people aren't talking about and aren't saying. Mm. And uh, it just should be brought to the fore maybe a little bit more. I, I thought we, we went through an extreme lockdown because, like, in Ireland, I think that's that's a fascinating with America. Like, we're brought up on American TV. We see uh, we see in America that America probably doesn't see of us, you know. So we see all what well, the, the the you know Trump, the election, and all that kind of thing, and and the and, and the news and and the entertainment. But they don't see what's happening here. But I thought what happened was what's happening here. We were doing a really good job for a long time. And then it, it's gotten to a point where we're still in lockdown. Well, we're not in lockdown now, but we were, and we might be going back in. And I thought, like, America has just opened up the doors. But I heard California's been quite strict compared to the rest of America. Yeah, and, and that sort of ties back in with the right sort of the governor mm. of, of California. He's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. His name is Newsom. And he, he, I mean, fair play to him. I mean, he's playing yeah. the game. I mean, he's, he's trying to protect people. I mean, yeah. 300,000 alive. Is, isn't something he's about to make light of. Ah, well, yeah. 300,000, you know, it's good. Could have been millions if it wasn't for me. But for me, it could have been millions. Mm. Good day. I'm, I'm doing a good day. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Some of this BS. He doesn't, he doesn't pull that. No. Um, and he can, you know, he can make some enemies from it because uh, there's there's people that are playing the other side of the coin and um, they don't like being locked down. They don't like all of that sort of stuff because it, it hurts their profits and their companies and all of this sort of thing. And, and yeah. There's people open arms about them that are trying to remove them, but I mean, on the on, on the real, I mean, the governor of, of New York, Como, and the governor of California, they've they've done they've made the hard decisions when the hard decisions were put on their table, and I can only give them props for it. No, it is. It's a tough decision. I mean, because you're you're, you're keeping a lot of people away from their loved ones. You're keeping people away from work, from you know, from just from living lives like you know, unrestricted. You know, especially in America, you mm. know, it's the land of the free, as they call it. And people like will get up in arms. They're not you know, given their freedoms, you know? Yeah, um, that's a lot of a massive thing for it. Yeah, it's, yeah, we want to see the back of 2020 at this at this stage, but it's been, a, it's been a challenge year, but it's been a learning year. I feel we've all learned something about ourselves, especially like, Oh yeah. Oh. Have you, were you locked down for long yourself? Um, I was locked up with the, the boys. Um, I stayed at home and I didn't go into the school district gig, yeah. uh, for three months. Yeah. From the end of September all the way up to there about two, three weeks ago. Okay. Um, okay. I yeah. stayed at home with the lads. Yeah. And, um, she was going into work, her mom, uh, she was mm. going into work and she was still doing her thing because uh, yeah. her school was in a different district. So it was weird. Okay, her school yeah, was yeah. in a different district. So she yeah. was still going in and my district, they were like, well, I just stay at home. So there was no continuity. And I think, I think that was hurting, uh, hurting people too, that there needed to literally be someone that says blanket statement. Mm. This is what's happening. You don't get to make your own decisions. I'm taking them off you because you're acting like children. They, they didn't have the ability to make that in America because people would be up in arms because you're attacking their freedoms again. Uh, you know, the governor can say X and Y, but mm. at the same time, uh, the sheriff's department here has said they're not going to enforce it. Someone wants to have a party and have a get together, and there's a lot of people. We're not enforcing it. We're not putting them away for getting together. And I'm like, what? Hmm. All right, fair enough. Well, yeah, now it's at home. If that happened, your neighbors would be knocking on their door and put, kicking your door in and slapping the silly out of you. Get up, you get home. You get across the road. You know, you uh, probably get something like that. Um. So let's uh, let's move on move quickly on let's i'll wrap it up very shortly i don't want to take much much more of your time um but I, again 
I started off by saying like, you know, I want to talk to people who are away, away, away from home. But also, again, we're going to go back to Christmas, okay? So we talk about Christmas when you're younger. Now, what's it like? What's Christmas like in, in California, for example? Is there any traditions you have? Uh, like, is Christmas Eve a bigger day than Christmas Day? Or is it a, sh- is it a short holiday for you? Is it a long holiday? How, how does it work out? Um, well, I mean, I know for, for the most part at home, the holidays. We yeah. get a whole lot more holidays in, in Ireland and, and in England as well when I was in, when yeah. I was in uh, Newcastle. The mm. holidays before and after Christmas are, you know, they give you some time with your family here. Yeah. You're off on the 23rd or no, you're off on the 23rd. You finish work. You're off the 24th, 25th and you're back in the 26th. They don't have St. Stephen's Day. Yeah. Um, you, you can't go out and get absolutely, you know, three sheets to the wind on Christmas Day. You know, <laughs> say, well, yeah. tomorrow they get over it. Yeah. Uh, no, none of that. There's, there's none of that. Um, yeah, you're in, you're in work on the 26th and you're back in again until the 31st. You get out early on the 31st for New, New Year's Eve and then you're off New Year's Day and you're back in on the 2nd. So the holiday stuff is different here. The other thing that, that uh, I miss sort of like the toy show is uh, the RT Guys. How you plan out my boys and go, what, this one, yeah. this one. The boys don't have any of that. I mean, they, they go on the on demand or whatever it is, the, the sky, brilliant the sky yeah. at home, and they'll be like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna set a reminder for this or a reminder for this. I'm looking at the six-year-old going, yeah. set a reminder? If you had to ask me to set a reminder when I was six, I'd be like, eh, what? But yeah, no, you're right. And everything is so uh, accessible. Uh, you know, I, I have a Netflix account. I have an Amazon Prime account. Um, So the RT Guide... It's still good now because if like if you still have the 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 the, the basic TV or even or even to some extended stuff and you get some stories and all, but we used to always look at RT Guide for you know what's the Christmas movie like Home Alone or there uh, you go <laughs> Back to the Future or whatever you know that was the best man. Die Hard <laughs> yeah. Amer- I wonder Americans think that's a Christmas movie that's a Christmas movie what. <laughs> Believe it or not, I had a discussion on that the last week, and yeah. there was like a like a heated discussion on. They're like, eh, "That's not a Christmas movie." I'm like, eh, "No, it is." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's, it's like the do you put pineapple on pizza? Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, it's one of these. You know, people are either the opposite ends of the spectrum. But that that one was a big one for me. Those those little sort of idiosyncrasies where they have it. And another thing was like. At home, back in the day, you'd go through the Argos book. You'd score it all yeah. up. You'd, I want this yeah. off, Santi. I want yeah. this off, Santi. They're on my Amazon account going, hey, daddy, just put this in your cart. I'll just put this in your cart. Yeah. Like, well, where did all this stuff show up in my cart? Yeah. Someone wants me to pay like five grand worth of gear over here. <laughs> I'm like, what? They figured me out. They have me wrapped. So, so Christmas, like, do you like Christmas Eve? Is that like... Well, there's no, you know, there's no speaker or no herns or whatever. For me, a herns is my local, but speaker. I've been there a few times. Uh, last year I was actually there. There's no, yeah. there's no, there's no knees up before, or is there a, like a, a secret Santa or something you no. do? Is there gifts or whatever? There's no. None of that. No. None of that at all. No. Yeah, the twelve pubs of Christmas. None of that. Yeah, all of that's gone. I mean, that's 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 a that's a thing for at home. Um, yeah. The most you might do is the last before you break at work. Like so, you break and then. Yeah. You'll go and have a beer with some of your mates from work, and then you go home. Yeah. Uh, that that would be our semi equivalent, which is cool. And then on Christmas Eve, after you've you know thrown everything out and gotten everything sorted, you might kick back then and have a beer. I mean, yeah. you have any more than a beer, and people are asking questions about you at home. You have any less, and they'd be like, "Is he on some sort of you know painkiller or something?" Yeah, yeah. You have to be. You're asking a completely different question. <laughs> 
you have to be on uh, you have to be on medication to not drink in Ireland. That, well, I don't know if yeah, it's, you know what I mean. You have to be. It's like oh, you're oh, oh, oh you've got some sort of uh, uh, illness. Oh, okay, you can't drink. So fair enough. You're you're excluded. You're in the you're, yeah. in, the, you're in the no crack brigade. There you go. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's like everyone's handing you their keys. I think you'd be like, oh, I'm telling. Desi Day driver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's different here on that end, too. And the other thing is, like, um, at, at home, like the, the nannies and the granddads and all yeah. that sort of stuff would throw you, like, the toys and you put them under your tree and the kids would go up and, and, and open them in the house on the first thing in the morning. Whereas here, you don't. You yeah. go to your auntie's house and you open horror presents or you go to the grandma and grandpa's house and you open their presents like they're not all in your house on christmas morning that's another thing and i'm always like what are they different the the santa ones the santa ones are under their tree they wake up and they're there okay um but the nanny and grandpa ones like anything they get from like your relations i remember them being under my tree as well with the santa presents and whatever else yeah you open them all at the same time here no you have to go visit those people and then you open their gifts there it could be something nice here you know yeah um, and then you have to eat at their house too. Don't you? Oh, like, yeah. I don't want to eat anymore. <laughs> what's 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 your Christmas dinner like? What would you have like for a Christmas dinner? See, that's that's the thing. So, I mean, like I said, they played nice with me the first few years, and they just gave me two Christmas dinners. They gave me one on Thanksgiving and then one on Christmas. Okay. Now they're doing like roast beef and beef Wellington, and I'm like, like, can I just get like a Sunday cabri or something? Yeah, I'll be yeah, there, yeah. I'll be there, I'll be and <laughs> but no, yeah, they they go they go all out. They go. Do they? Yeah. All ends in, which, which is a little bit different for me. I just want a few roasties and a bit of potatoes mm. and, and veg. Um, mm. Yeah, you don't see that many roasties. Like the no, roasties, no. The, you don't see roasties. Yeah, the roasted potatoes. Yeah, you get mash, all right, and then it's so full of cream and butter that it doesn't have the thickness. It's just like just like white slush. You know, it just doesn't have the thickness. Do you ever cook? Same or... as home. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... I can't boil water. I can't boil water. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a cup of tea. <laughs> Like, but, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's so the customs are like basically like you have you, you have to you have to go to the the uh, relations to get the presents. Um, and is it like is it? Uh, well, I remember when I was on a cruise ship, I was getting. Uh, we we used to do the full. We used to do Christmas every day, so we'd have Santa every day. Okay, from the first till the twenty fourth of December. So we'd be Christmas now by the time we get up to Christmas Day. <laughs> you couldn't imagine doing that every year. It would be challenging enough because you'd be Christmas out of it. Because like Christmas Day is one day, but uh, Christmas Eve for me is Christmas. And then Christmas Day is, yeah. is Christmas. You know, you get the Christmas dinner yeah. and all, but Christmas for 24 days, it's a bit much. Yeah, I mean, with some resentment after a while, you'd be like, if I see that guy in that red hat again, he's getting <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So uh, you, are you uh do you do your family come over to see you often or 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 what yeah like not, not this year do. or yeah not this year no mom and yeah. me mom and dad will get over every other year yeah my older brother's up in Canada so they get over to him every other year and then mm. they come down to me every second year and they, yeah. they see the boys then every second year I've gotten home five years ago with the last I got home yeah but yeah I don't I don't get home as much as I would like I got home. On my own in November. I didn't bring yeah. the boys. When my little brother was getting married, I got home last November. So I got home for that. But the last time I like I had the boys with me, um, I only had three sons there. So I, you know, the youngest lad hasn't even been back. Yeah. Matthew hasn't even been back. Uh but yeah, no, you'd have to go in like June or July when they can actually get, you know, 60, 70 Fahrenheit. So you know what, 20 degrees. Yeah. But like it's so cold. Let me wear a jacket or you know, a sweater. 
I'm like, that's better than Joe Barbalista. It's kind of a, it'll probably be under 18 because, like, the thing is in the States, when they're 21, that you can drink. But if you bring to Ireland, 18 is a loophole system. Okay. You bring them over 18, they'll love Ireland yeah. more when they come to 18. Like, oh, I can drink. I've got three years of this, and then I can go back and be twenty-four yeah. and still drink. Yeah, yeah, that's a that'll thing. definitely be uh, a caveat. They'll they'll want to be all yeah. over that then. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll go home with the American accent. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like I said, they'd, they'd be picking them out of the crowd. It's an American accent around here somewhere. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The American accent. I mean, the lads love the the girls with the American accent or even mm. accents that don't sound, you know, like home. You know, they're always like, "Where's that coming from?" Um. And I mean, some of the, the lads will be the same. The, the girls will be the same way looking for the lads. Yeah. No, it is like that. Yeah. Um, no, Dean, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for coming on for the chat. Uh, I, I just want to get your perspective, yeah, you know, because yeah. like I know, I, I know I've, I've spent a bit of time in California, but when you live somewhere, it's different. This is your environment. You, you adapt. You, yeah. you kind of get to know your environment. And and Irish people are very good at adapting because we've been around the world. You know, we've like as Irish people everywhere. There's probably Irish people as far as like the South Pacific. You know what I mean? Like you find an Irish person everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we just we travel very Irish well. bar in every place. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whether whether it's tempting or not, we don't know. But uh, yeah, um, ten years, man. You, 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 did you celebrate your ten year anniversary? No, it just flew by me, and then I, you know, two months later, I was like, "Oh shit, I'm ten years old." All right, <laughs> you know, sort of, you know, passing uh, glanced, you know, I sort of figured it yeah. out. But, uh, um, I've, I've always said that that something will take me home, like retirement. I'd like to, you know, buy a new cottage in the middle yeah. of nowhere and just, you know, do it up. That'd be a nice way because when I think you're Irish, it doesn't matter if you go abroad, you'll always have that affinity for home. You'll always have that sort of. I'm, I'm not, you're not, you're never going to truly assimilate because of, because we're such a different breed of human being, you know, where, um, it, true assimilation is difficult and um, you always feel like home. But I mean, the same token, when you, when you go home and you've been away for 30 years, I'm like, ah, oh, you're not Irish anymore. You're, you know, you're this. And I'm like, mm, it help me see. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I hope to retire back home at some point, but geez, that's a good 40 year ahead of me, I reckon. Yeah. You're yeah. walking until the cows comes on. <laughs> yeah do you ever be do you ever told like i mean because your accent you kept your, your accents is quite uh it's like it's like you're at home you know i don't i don't hear the americanism mm-hmm. or does your accent change a little bit when you're when you're out with your with your pals or whatever no for the most part i mean how i'm talking right now is how i talk uh yeah people say when i'm talking to people from home it's 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 easier to notice for them yeah um but if i pick up the phone in america and i'm answering the phone like it's less Irish than people have yeah. people have noticed, and I'm like, oh really? And they're like, oh yeah. So I mean, I I don't notice it, but others around me have for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I guess if you yeah. when you first went there, you're probably told you're the Irish man. You probably told you brought some sort of look. Maybe they're like, oh, he's an Irish man. He's a leprechaun or whatever, you know. But uh, maybe that changed after a while. <laughs> hey, I have got yeah, no- yeah. It's good. Like that's that's the Irish. But but, but again, we've got a lot more depth, you know, because you've went to a place that's. Again, you had your missus there and, and, and it helps you acclimatize, but you're still an Irish person in a hundred degree heat. <laughs> you know, it's not easy to uh, <laughs> to deal with that. You, you know? have to adapt to that. Yeah. <laughs> only, only lizards live in that now. Uh, you know what I mean? So uh, it's just, uh, it's extreme uh, heat, you know, but uh, no, definitely you should break, you get the kids back to Ireland and, and get them to appreciate what real weather is like. You know, we can we get like sun, rain, sleet, <laughs> snow in one, in one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's all wet. Yeah, yeah, it's all wet. Yeah, it's the a real wet. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, Dean, uh, thanks for coming on uh, the, the show. Cheers, and uh, again, I, I, I've been I've been like thinking of talking to you for a long time, but it, like I think this is the right time to talk to you now, especially in the year in it. And uh, have, a, have a lovely Christmas. Give my best to all your family. You too, and for happy sure. new year. Cheers, man. Likewise, man. All right. Thanks, talk to you soon. All right. Right. Good luck. All right, Grant. And that was Dean Garini. He is from Fairhouse. Local love to meet myself here in Tala. And he just he lives out he lives over in California now. He's been there over there ten years and just getting kind of his uh, his take on what what life like is like over in California. Like again, I know I lived my, I lived uh, abroad for a few years and I've, I've been around different cultures, but it's good to get his perspective as an Irish man living in California for ten years. And again, that's just one part of my Irish abroad collective. I've got another friend. His name is Dave Hughes. He's going to be on my next show. So once again, guys, if you enjoyed what you heard today, guys, my name is Shane. This is Heartlines. And remember, you're always welcome here in Heartlines. Take it easy. 